1: The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top ten podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, UASU, former dating coach, turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer Julie Kraftchik as we explore this crazy dateable world. It's another week, and we are back with another episode of the Dateable Podcast. Welcome, you all. And we are gearing up for something fun for the next two episodes. We're going to do an Ask Us Anything. (laughs) We've never done this before. A little bit nervous. We've never opened up the forum to... For you to ask us literally anything you want. And we're going to answer as many questions as we can, and also only the appropriate questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a little fun change of pace for the next couple weeks until our season launches. So we're really excited. Valentine's Day is the day it happens to be on the day. So 9pm PST, we will be dropping season 16, episode one. So make sure you're subscribed so you get it right away. And if you wake up on the 15th, East Coast time. It'll be there for you.
1: A little plug for our community. We're doing a public happy hour in the Love in the Time of Corona Facebook group on the 15th. So for anybody with a Valentine's Day hangover or just (laughs) wants to forget about Valentine's Day altogether, that's a day to join. You can just join our public group on Facebook called Love in the Time of Corona. It's actually a private group. You'll still have to get, (laughs) we'll still have to let you in, but there is a public uh, happy hour happening in the private group, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Normally, we do these in the sounding board, which is a paid group. So this will be open to all, free event. That's what you're trying to say with public-private.
1: It's free. That's all the you need to know. It yeah. is free. And you get to meet some of our happy hour hosts. Our uh, members have been with us since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like the old and the new. Get to meet. Yep.
0: The moderators, admins, yeah. I love that. Mark your calendar. That's really good for all people. Yeah. Before we get into this Ask Us Anything, we do have an exciting announcement. We are re-releasing Finding Your Person, our coveted program, our baby, as we've called it before. So, you know, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. We know this is a time where people want to take control of their love lives. Mm-hmm. So we will be having the program open for just one week only. We're going to launch it on the 12th and you have until the 19th to sign up. So if you've been thinking about it before, if you have no idea what we're talking about and you want more information, go to findingyourperson.com and join the waitlist. And then on the 12th, there'll be spots available. And again, like always, we're going to have limited spots so you can go through the program with UA and I's help. And if
1: you you've been thinking about it, get on it. All right. Are we diving into this or do you want to? Let's dive
0: into it. We might as well. You know, I'm a little nervous, but let's do it.
1: (laughs) And ask us anything when you open it up like that, people usually, it's it's funny, people take a in two ways. One is they ask you anything about you personally, or yeah. they ask you something about them personally. Right. So like something we'll they see. need help with. <laughs> yes. So we'll see which direction this goes. I think I see a mix of both. This will be fun. Um, so we'll you may put
0: the- this on Instagram. I have no idea what any of these are. Really, really looking forward to seeing this. <laughs>
1: this is fun. Opening up the floodgates. First question. Have you ever been asked? or gone on a date with a listener of the podcast? Why or why not? Huh? I
0: actually have. So I had, okay, so I have a few things, comments here. I had a few people reach out to me on Hinge. Mm. One, that their only message to me was, hey, Julie, love the podcast, and then they never talked any further. So they Mm. clearly just wanted to say that. And then I did have a couple other people that I was talking to, And they acknowledged the podcast, but it was more like we were talking in a romantic context. For Mm. whatever reason, it's not because they were listeners of the podcast, it just wasn't a match. and I never met up with them. But right. I can think of a couple people offhand. That being said, I did go on a date once. And I should not have been on this date in the first place. It was right after I ended things with um, the guy from the UK, or he ended things mm-hmm. with me because he had to leave the country. Better way to put it. I remember, I don't know if you remember this UA. I like said to you, I'm like, I'm not wasting any time. I'm gonna get back out there. I'm gonna go on a date. So I booked a date for that week which in retrospect was way too early. But anyways, I was on the date and the podcast came up and the guy got like really weird about it. So I, (laughs) in my mind, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have brought this up. You know, like it's one of those things like sometimes people could think like, oh, you're dating because you want material or you want to talk about them, whatever. You know, sometimes it does get like a weird connotation where people don't really know what we do. So that's what I thought it was. But then... I don't know how I saw this, but I saw his email... His, like, name and email on our mailing list. Oh, no way. So I, I was like, this. that's weird. I'm like, that's strange because, you know, like, maybe he just subscribed after meeting me. He just heard about it. But I actually could see when he first subscribed and it was 2016. So that means oh, he was sure. there from oh my early God. days. But when I brought it up, he didn't, like, say, mention it. He just got really weird. But anyways, I ended up, like not like, outside of this, like, saying to him, like, i realized it was just way too early for me to start dating again which was true because i broke into tears in the uber and it really had nothing to do with him in retrospect so we never like dated because of just i think the timing wasn't great but also maybe it wasn't the right fit and it was kind of funny that in retrospect i think he did listen to this podcast or at least knew about it before we went on a date
1: but he didn't let you know
0: he did not let me know
1: (laughs) how interesting so is he listening now he could you be. I for, oh, say, I do remember his name. I was like, I forget his name, but can I do you, remember. <laughs> if you know we're talking about you, can you just write in and tell us why oh. didn't
0: you mention to
1: Julie that you've been listening to Dateable? I just
0: thought of something else too. Ooh. I don't know if you remember this. We were at this event once, you and I, and this girl came up to me and she's like we were talking to her and she said, like, oh, you went on a date with my friend. And then she like said his name and I had no idea who she was talking about. So I either you know, this was like, I don't know, I still have no idea who it was. I don't know if she mixed me up with someone else or my memory is just really bad. Or I went on Mm. too many dates during that period that they all blended together. I don't know. (laughs) I just thought of that.
1: I wonder who it was. Oh, well, we're going to get to the bottom of these mysteries. Wow. Who knew that the first question would open up this can of worms?
0: (laughs) So, I guess in short, I have had quite a few experiences with this. Yes. And the answer was never that I didn't want to date them because they listened to the podcast, though. So, that was part of the question, right?
1: No. It's like, have you ever just. Dated someone who was a listener.
0: Yeah. Have you had any encounters?
1: No, (laughs) I don't even think I've dated a guy who's listened to podcasts, honestly. (laughs) I don't think pretty much every day I've been on with a guy, we've never talked about podcasts because they don't listen to podcasts. But I think if anybody, I guess not that I knew of, if anybody had been a listener, they certainly didn't tell me. So definitely not. Also,
0: when you were single, it was earlier on when we were doing this. And when I was, like, dating again, I started off, like, when we started the podcast, I wasn't dating, but then I dated, like, years into it more. So maybe by then, like, it just picked up more steam.
1: I will say this, though. The podcast did open the doors for a guy that I really liked. Oh, yeah. Because we had just started the podcast in San Francisco. We got picked up by, what's it called? Up, Up? Out, up,
0: up. Up Out, Up Out. That's what it was called. Yes, I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah.
1: It's (laughs) no longer in existence or in business, but it was kind of the what's hot and new in San Francisco publication. And we were featured in Up Out uh, in one of their newsletters. And a guy that I had a crush on, it was a very kind of like, distance crush reached out and said, Oh, I saw that you were featured here. I'm very interested in talking mm. to you more because I'm thinking about starting my own podcast. Interesting. And I we remember this going on a few dates after that. It was kind of like, I was so giddy because he had been my distant crush for so long that I was like, Whoa, really? The podcast is gonna <laughs> bring us together? I, I did. totally was very forgot sh- about that. It's <laughs> very short-lived, but I was like, thank you, podcast.
0: Well, also, now that you're saying it, I feel like your ex of like two and a half years was kind of because of the podcast, too. Like, while we're on this tangent a little, because you opened up your filters dramatically mm. to do this dating experiment. And wasn't some other guy, too, that you went out with? Someone that you, remember you did that dating exper- experiment yes. that you asked, like, people, like, if they were down to hook up, basically, after we had a guest and we yes. had this debate about does this work especially for women and was there someone else you like dated from that
1: experiment too yes but none of them were listeners i dated That's them true. because That's true. of the podcast a little different i would say my ex probably never listened to even one episode of our <laughs> show and the other guy i doubt it i doubt that he <laughs> even listened but yeah okay. <laughs> so podcast, it, opened I it opened
0: doors for you open
1: doors right Okay, second question. <laughs> Should I go on dating apps or just wait until I meet someone Someone in real life?
0: Oh, my God. Do not just wait around for someone. No.
1: <laughs> and I
0: also feel like why is this such an either or all the time? Right. Just do both, you know, get on dating apps and be out in the world and open to new experiences, meeting new people. I feel like, though, this waiting game, I think for me, I waited too long. Like, I would just be passive in my dating life. I feel like the people that ended up dating were people that approached me or that pursued me, Mm -hmm. opposed to taking control of it. And why live that way? Like, it just feels like you're just like relinquishing all control to someone else or some magic. Moment. Uh, we have another project that's coming soon, very <sighs> soon, within can't the discuss. next month. And we talked to a few people as part of that. And they're like, yeah, I just can't do dating apps. And then as a result, they met like two people a year, probably put way too much weight on these people because they're the only people they actually met. And I I personally think like it's easy to get caught up in the story of how you meet. But ultimately, what's important is the relationship, not the story. So if you're waiting for this magical moment, one, you might just be waiting for a really long time, or two, they might not actually be the right partner for you because you're giving way too much weight to this meeting experience.
1: Totally. I mean, it's just like apps are such a privilege for us. No other generation has experienced Dating through technology in this way. So if you have this privilege in front of you, why wouldn't you want to use it? It's almost the same as like, should I should I use Uber Eats or should I go to the grocery store all the time? Right, I was, do both <laughs> because you have access to both, and you probably have access to different inventory in, in both scenarios. Yeah. It's all about the the energy you put out there. Once you start looking for people, you're like opening yourself up to the universe, then it almost makes you more desirable in real life, too, because people get that open energy from you. But if you're in the waiting energy, like head down, just waiting for someone to fall into your lap, you're not going to get that on an app or in real life. So it's all about the change of energy and your vibe and not so much like the mode of how you find someone. That's not going to make a dent.
0: Yes, I agree with you so much. I feel like just this vibe of like, let me sit passively and wait who comes to me. Like, who wants to be part of that? Really,
1: It never works. It never works. No, don't wait. Don't wait. Okay, next question. What is this big announcement you all keep referring to? (laughs) Speaking of. Speaking of things we can't talk about.
0: I feel like we actually have multiple big announcements. I know. We've been kind of it's teasing like, it.
1: It's kind—it's so annoying to me now because we've been sitting with these secrets for months, almost a year for one of them. And I, it's like, it's breaking my heart and I'm totally annoyed that we can't talk about it because by the time we announce it, it's old fucking news for us. <laughs> okay, can we new? give...
0: Let's give like a few clues maybe.
1: We can say what well, we're what's not happening. We're not pregnant, okay? We'll just, we've said that in a previous episode. We just want to say that again. We are not pregnant with each other's children.
0: <laughs> we're also not engaged. I feel like that would not be my engagement announcement if no. I was engaged. It would be like I have a secret on our dateable account. <laughs> One of my friends legit messaged me and asked if that was it and why I, like, didn't tell her. And I'm like, that is not what would be there.
1: (laughs) I would defriend you so fast if you didn't tell me you were engaged and I heard it on your podcast. Yeah.
0: So, okay, it's actually just like not even a personal thing for either one of us. We could just put that out there. I also will say it's not a course. It's not something that we've done before. Like this is – these are big things. Not that those aren't big things. These are like kind of lifelong dream type of things.
1: Yes. And also things that take time. Yes. Time. (laughs) A lot of time (laughs) for it to (laughs) – happen also takes a team. Ooh, yes. a team. Behind <laughs> <you
0: know. laughs> okay. Well, one of them is coming soon. We'll say that. One of them is coming in March. That's we will true. be able to announce it. In March, very beginning of March. very soon. Very, very soon. The other one, we're not 100% sure when we can announce it, but we probably can start talking about it soon because all the, you know, T's are crossed, I's dotted, all that stuff is good on that
1: one. Yes. (laughs) The only thing is for the second one, oh my gosh, this is so annoying for anybody listening who's so like (laughs) elusive about this. For the other, for the second thing you're talking about, the only thing is I don't even want to talk about it yet. Until we have something, like until we have a closer to a finished product, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get too excited with the announcement, you know. (laughs) But the first thing is like done deal. It's done. It's wrapped up. In a yeah, boat yeah. ready to be presented to the world. Okay. I hope I hope that's enough clues.
0: Either way, UA and I have been hard at work. We now not only have a second job with this podcast, but we have like three other jobs <laughs> the three with these other jobs. projects. But I'd say both of them are, you know, ways to help people, right? It's still yes. in the dating realm. It's yes. taking the information we've learned on Datable and putting it to new uses. So it's all in the Datable realm. Nothing super crazy outside of that. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, before we get into our next ask me anything. Let's hold that thought for a quick message.
1: This episode is brought to you by the One Love Foundation. The numbers of people affected by relationship abuse are startling. Abusive relationships rarely start with physical abuse. Instead, there are often red flags like manipulation, isolation, belittling, and volatility. Do you know the signs? One Love Foundation, a national nonprofit dedicated to ending relationship abuse, empowers you to see the signs of an unhealthy relationship before things go too far. Visit joinonelove.org and learn to spot the signs of unhealthy and healthy relationship behaviors. Viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. Next question Tips on dating without losing yourself, slipping into old patterns, and mm. bad habits. You're going, a to, good one. You're going to though. <laughs> You're going to. We're all going to. I'm still doing it in a relationship.
0: I like that you said that because at least it gives people this feeling of grace and forgiveness if that happens. Because I agree with you. When we do a lot of self-work, it's easy to get discouraged if we fall back into bad habits or patterns. Cause we're like, damn it, we spent all this time doing the work. Why is this happening again? Yeah. And I think especially with dating, like a lot of times when we do the work, we go in silo, talk to a therapist, aren't inter... Maybe we're taking a dating sabbatical and we're not even dating. But of course, we're going to get more triggered when like someone else comes into the mix and tests us. It's easy to like read the textbook, but harder to put it into practice. So I do think I agree with you. It's like it's a work in progress and having that mentality. That being said, I think for me, one of the best things I ever did was put myself first in the sense of like, Instead of looking at interactions like, oh, does this person like me? Will I get to the next date? Will this keep progressing? Do I like this person? Do I feel good? And I think for a lot of us, it feels selfish almost, because like we're not used to putting ourselves in the forefront. But ultimately, the relationship that's going to be the longest, and like this listener said, they don't want to lose themselves, is with yourself. So how do you get clear on what you need, what makes you happy, what works for you? And then everything can just be an assessment of, okay, does this feel good? Is this in alignment with what I want? Is this additive in my life? I think that's a great way to not lose yourself in the process.
1: There's a new term I saw that came out called guard railing, Mm -hmm. and it's just making sure you set the right boundaries so that you don't lose yourself and revert back to bad dating behavior. Or thoughts. And I think it's the same with your this listener's question. It's you have to forgive yourself to know that you're going to do it, but also recognizing when you do it. That's like mm-hmm. the biggest step, I think. Yeah. It's recognizing, okay, I'm l- losing myself here. I'm not setting the right boundaries. I'm reverting back to something I used to do, or I'm letting someone get away with some of this bad behavior. And if you can guardrail yourself and say, I'm going to do something about it, Or you end up saying, I'm not going to do something about Mm -hmm. it. That's on you. You take responsibility for that. So oftentimes, the daters we speak to don't take accountability. So then they blame external factors. It's the apps. It's the people. it's It's society. It's culture. It's the movies. Yeah, we can blame so many things out there. But end of the day, you have control of your love life. And if you can recognize that you need a little course correction, that is on you. And that's a very powerful thing to do. Definitely.
0: Ah, Okay, one. do we have time for maybe one more?
1: Yeah, let's do one more. Will dating ever return to being respectful where people aren't just a swipe?
0: There's a lot to unpack with this one. <laughs>
1: <gasps> it's I don't know. It's kind of funny because I think it's because I – straddle, you know, the the old and the new generation. I still find dating apps to be so wonderful because of yeah. the swiping. No other generation has ever experienced dating in a swipe culture. So I I think it's wonderful. I get it. It commoditizes people and it reduces us down to a swipe. But if you think about it, the dating business has always been commoditized. We're just seeing it on a bigger scale now. For centuries, like our ancestors were matched with their spouses based on their families, based yeah. on their status in society. They didn't even get to meet each other a lot of the times. They did not choose each other for love. Now, yes, we're reducing each other down to a swipe, but at least we still get the choice <laughs> of love. And so I still feel like we're privileged in that.
0: Oh, I agree. I think I don't want to minimize this listener's feeling because I do think the swipe culture is hard, right? Mm. It's like we're looking at a profile picture, we're making a three-second decision, and we're literally saying yes or no and pushing this person away. It is a lot. And I think there is that is a reality of the world that we're in. That being said, you can choose to look at it as treating people disposable or you can actually be the change that you want. Like, I know, you know, when I dated the last time around... I didn't go on dates with every last person. I tried to like only talk to the people that were giving me respect. And if they weren't, then like that was the filtering mechanism. It wasn't treating them as disposable or feeling like I was being treated as disposable. And then if you did feel that way, then it's like, okay, like I know there's people out there that want a genuine connection. I'm going to look for them. I'm not, I guess I'm not trying to excuse the culture that we live in because I do think this is a problem and we all need to course correct it, but the only way to get out of it is that we all start being like the agents of change and realizing yeah. that like we, dating apps are what we make them to be. We can look at it like a bunch of people that are swiping and treating you like you don't matter, or we can look at it like you just said, UA, as a way to open up all the people that you could meet. And I know like when I met my now partner, my past partner from dating apps, we were like, we are so lucky that we were able to meet because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had a way to meet. We had no mutual connections. How do you start to see it for the good opposed to focusing on the bad? It's the right car analogy that we say all the time. When you want to see something,
1: that's all you see. So it's in your control if you let it be. We can't control swipe culture. Right. Like we there's we're not getting rid of dating apps. In fact, dating apps are just going to be more and more powerful. The swipe culture is here to stay. So the ultimate question is, how do we thrive in a swipe culture? And that is creating more respect around each swipe that you give. You know, if you are giving out the intention that you respect that person, you will receive it back. And if you don't, that's not the right person. I actually find it to be a very efficient way to filter out the people who are not right for you. A swipe is almost the same as like a look at a bar. Like If you're making eye contact, you're opening the doors for communication. If you don't, then you move on. You talk to the next person. So now you don't have to look at everybody.
0: It's like the glass half full analogy, right? You can yeah. choose to look at all the people that swiped on you as a positive, that they were giving you the eye at the bar and interested, yeah. or you can choose to look at all the people that swiped past you and treated you as disposable. Right. Ultimately, like what helps you move and get the love life you want is focusing on the people that like you, not the ones that don't. We always Precisely. say you're never going to be everyone's cup of tea.
1: And you shouldn't. That'd be really tiring. <laughs> Thank exactly. God you're not everyone's cup of tea. Exactly. <laughs> My partner always makes fun of me that we say that a lot. Oh, we say live for every pot. I think we have both of us. There's a live for every pot, but you also can't be everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> Everything's like kitchen reference. It is. Kitchen it is. and food. Brunch talk. You know, there's a lot of lot of themes there. Well, this
0: was super fun. I'm glad that we have more of these up our sleeves for next week. So if you enjoyed this, we're glad to have you with us. Of course, give us five stars. We're always going to make that plug. We're trying to get to 1000 reviews. That's our goal. We're almost there. We can get there with your help. So thank you in advance for that. Shameless plug right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. We'll continue the Ask Us Anything next week with spicier questions, possibly. Okay. Hey, <laughs> wrapping this up. Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcasts.